Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Scott McKenna Podcast. I feel bad because I feel like every single time I've started the last bunch of podcasts I've told you about being sorry that there aren't more. And really what this is, is kind of a uh, an update, uh, kind of like a what's 2018, what does it look like, what, what happened this year that was just so exciting compared to every other year that I've been in business so far, and just really looking forward to 2019 because so many new exciting things are happening. And I kind of just want to catch you up a little bit, tell you a little bit about um, some of the things that we did differently this year and just kind of talk in real time. I've decided to actually do no notes for this podcast. So normally in the solo podcast that I've done before, I write down like a handful of different things and then I just kind of go through them. But I figured this, I'm just going to kind of talk as though someone were coming up to me and saying, hey, how was uh, 2018? And so that's kind of what I want to dive into. It's just been a really, really awesome year. There's been so many, um, there's been a ton of growth, which is really, really good. We'll probably end this year about 80% growth from last year, which is incredible. I'm super, super thankful for that. Um, A lot of different reasons behind that. Um, It's kind of felt like really the first full year that I was in business because obviously I went full-time in May of 2017, but January 2018 was kind of like the first, okay, I'm six months in. It's not just the bookings left that came from, you know, that that previous time of being part-time. It's like it was the first full year where I was on my own to make money. So it was kind of this unique feeling of, okay, what am I going to do? What are we going to do this year? How are we going to stick out? How are we going to truly, truly grow? Obviously, a huge initiative to us was commercial work. Um, we only take on a certain amount of weddings per year, and I love weddings, but it's not something that obviously I do as much of anymore. I do obviously the filming of weddings, but I have editors that do the editing. And in general, I'm slowly backing out from kind of being as involved with weddings. It's not at all that I don't like them. A lot of people asked that on a recent YouTube live stream that I did. It's really not about not enjoying weddings as much as it's the fact that I have a three-year-old, I have a one-year-old, and so my weekends just are starting to become more and more important to me. And more importantly, it's also really hard when I film a wedding on a Saturday if I have to take like a day of the week off and then I'm not available for like the commercial clients and the the other work that I'm doing. So it's been tough because when I've had occasional Friday, Saturday weddings, I have to take off, you know, a couple of days to be with my family. And so then I end up working only a three-day work week plus the weekends. And then it just is, it's just really tough. So as I've kind of naturally been somewhat internally backing away from um, me being obviously the foundation of weddings, um, I've really change conversations with lots of couples when I talk with couples now and they ask the question, you know, am I the person that's going to be filming? The answer is now no. The answer is I might be, but the whole point being anyone I send to your wedding will be, um, you know, employed by me or staffed by me in some way. I don't just send random people to shoot it. And that's the honest truth. I don't send anybody to do any work for me unless they have had some sort of um, training from me, not just from like a video standpoint, but also like personality standpoint and belief standpoint of how we kind of like to operate our business. So that's been an interesting shift, though, because it's always been kind of the selling point to me to talk to brides and grooms about you know, I'm the one that films your wedding. That's the uniqueness of it's always me and another guy or whatever. And now that's changing. 
And I think it's really cool because personally, I love the idea of growing a team. I love the idea of knowing that even though I'm backing out a bit from weddings, that the, that the actual quality of the work is not going to get less. I feel like Pablo is doing an awesome, awesome job. I have no doubt that he can first shoot and be the main shooter for weddings. So that's going to definitely happen. And I feel like I feel like I know how to train people and I know how to really get people to want to work hard um, and do a good job in everything that they do. So that's kind of what we've been doing a lot this year is, is kind of making that shift almost all the weddings this year. I've really been kind of training every aspect of the day um, to Pablo to really get him to understand how I do audio, how I do certain things. And he definitely can do it. it there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it of just kind of feeling confident that he can do that. So I've been doing that a ton. And then now the goal is that he'll have a new second shooter with him for most of 2019, maybe early year. I'll do some of them, but hopefully later in the year, we'll have someone else. And that's been a really huge thing that I've been doing this year. I've been working a ton at really delegating and actually being able to give certain people opportunities for things and being okay with it not being the way that I would naturally have done it. This is probably the first year that I feel like I really, really have grasped the idea that I cannot build a big business if I try to do things myself. And so I feel like I've started to actually get really good at being okay with giving people opportunities for things. Um, there's been some struggling, uh, some growing pains in that because obviously there are certain times that I'll allow certain people to do certain things and they'll forget details or they miss details or they'll try to do this and it won't come out at all how I wanted it to and it was a lack of them concentrating on certain things and that's hard. Um, takes some hard conversations. It takes realizing that that's part of it. But I think at the end of the day, there's also been some things that since I've gotten rid of and since some people have taken over certain things, there's been good success in those things as well. And maybe more success than maybe if I tried to do it myself because it's just better when you have more people working on things than just you because I think you're able to put people in the right positions for different things. So we really have our wedding editor just focusing on weddings and, and people that are good at certain things focusing on those things. And that's kind of what I'm working really, really hard on is trying to find like a, just a solid team that has a little bit of everything in it. People that can really focus and do really well on certain things and let them do that and be in the position to do that. And then from there, just keep building teams because I want to get to a place where we have a big team that can accomplish really good things. Um, something we did so differently this year was we went really, really hard on the idea of producing work quickly. Not to sacrifice quality in any means, but just getting things back to clients quickly. I think it's easy in this business to know that because people have like this internal idea that obviously video does take a little bit and there's time involved. We've kind of gotten this really easy mentality that you can kind of take on a job, tell them it usually takes two to four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 15 weeks, however, weddings especially, but any video work and just, hey, you know, it takes a couple of weeks, we'll get it back to you. 
And we've been looking at things and trying to say to ourselves, if we take on a job and we film it, we should just edit it right away. Like, we don't have to sit on it long. Like, why are we waiting so long to start or finish projects? And we realized most of the time the reason things were taking long is not that they actually took that long to edit. It's that we were just delaying the start. And as we started to do this, it's been really interesting because the weddings are coming out great, but they're also coming out in under a week. Almost every film we delivered to weddings this year was like an under a week turnaround time. And what it's done for the business is crazy because it's just been this awesome ripple effect of people being like, I cannot believe I got it back this soon. And then they're sharing it more. And then people are saying, I can't believe you got it back. I got married, you know, months ago, I still haven't gotten mine back. It's a ripple effect that looks really good for a business, obviously. But what it also does is it allows us to not have backlog on stuff. And then what happens is when we take on work, we can kind of quote it with the reality of knowing how long does this actually take? How long is it actually going to take for us to film this, get right back to the office, import, working on it, send cuts, make revisions, send the final, be done with it. It's allowed us to accurately, I think, price things to a point where it actually makes sense for us to do the jobs. And there are certain jobs that you might look at and be like, ah, how, why would you only charge that amount for it? But then we look at it and say, well, because it top to bottom only took us eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours. And then there's been other jobs that we're kind of learning and, and realizing that there's a lot of different ways to price things. This was an interesting year because we've changed pricing a lot and a lot of different ways that we're doing things. And we have a lot more clients that are actually paying almost like hourly with us rather than per project because almost all our clients have turned into really like content-based clients, not just um, one-off projects. When I started in video production, I used to try to find clients that wanted to do like a video. Hey, I would love to do a 30-second commercial for you. Perfect. Then try to get them to sign on and then do the project and then awesome, good work with you. And move on and try to find the other ones. Now it's like... I feel like I don't think we have any clients that have only done one video with us. And that's good for two things. Number one, it's really good because it's more business for us. It makes sense if you can get one client to do more and more work with you, you make more money. But more importantly, this whole switch that we've made of really producing a lot of content for people rather than just a single one-off commercial has like changed our business entirely because I know from doing my YouTube channel, this podcast, LinkedIn content, Instagram content, Twitter content, all different types of content, I know that producing a lot of content in a lot of places gets you a better result than only producing one piece of content that tries to go in all those places. So what it's done is... Because I know that it works better, and when I get somebody to sign on to do a lot of content with us rather than a one-off, they see better results from it because it works. Then they do more work in turn because it worked. 
And then you just build this relationship where they know you know what you're talking about. And so when you sell them on ideas of things, they're all for it. There have been certain clients we've worked with who at the beginning are kind of hesitant to agree on a certain idea we want to do, whether it's a video idea or just how they should distribute something, whether it's you know something that they've never done before. They've taken the chance with us. We've produced something for them. They released it. They had great, whether it's ROI or whether it's just reach, they've had impact from the things they're doing. And then they look at it and they're like, wow, this is not what I would have done, but this is what you did. It worked really well, and now we want to do more. So it's been a cool change, though, because I feel like that's where a lot of video production is going to go. And for us personally, I feel like I have no interest in kind of one-off clients because I feel like the one-off projects, I don't think will get them as good of a result, which in turn means they're not going to be as happy with the video in the first place and wonder kind of, oh, I feel like we spent a lot of money on just that one video. It actually saves them money to do more content rather than one-off videos. And more importantly, when we do more than one video, I get a chance to really know the client understand what they like, what they don't like, understand, you know, what things we should do differently the next time that we do a project with them versus what do we do this time. And the more and more that I really understand the client, the more and more I can truly produce something that actually will get them a good result. So really excited about that switch that we've been making, really diving huge into social media. I feel like I really understand things right now. I feel like I'm really, really starting to learn more, but really dialing in more to what um, what I can do for clients. So I'm excited about that a lot, just trying to figure out how I can continue to do that at a high level. Because the more I know and the more that I can educate people on what I know and help them have success with those things, the more leverage it gives me above competition. Because... If they know that I know certain things really well, which in turn gets them a better product, well, then my price becomes more justifiable as it changes and gets higher. Because instead of them just saying, well, I can get this video done for half the price from ABC company down the road, you know, Scott offers us something that people don't, which is how do we make this successful? So I'm really trying to differentiate my company by being kind of an all-in-one resource of knowledge and getting these things to work Um, rather than just do we produce the best video in the world. Let's be real creative with our ideas, of course, and shoot them the best we can and make them look and sound as good as possible because, of course, but also let's get them to get a result. Because then we win because the previous company that they did a video with didn't get them results, right? So I'm kind of just thinking about that a lot of how I can keep getting better at that. But going back to the other part of this, I kind of dove pretty deep into that quickly. Um, delegating things. I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm getting there really, really good of being cool with saying, you need to do this. Here's how long I think it should take you. Do it. And giving people opportunities to showcase what they're good at. 
I think it also unveils um, people's strengths and weaknesses. There are things that I have given people that they really kind of drop the ball in in a big way. And I'm realizing that's, you know, not necessarily their strengths. So how can I uh, just keep putting the right people in place? I started realizing that I 100% am going to be hiring an assistant in 2018, like my own personal assistant for kind of everything, but more so like admin stuff, invoicing, leads, all those kind of things. There's so many things I could train someone to do. They can get me 20-some hours back a week, and then I can put more work into this type of content because I think it's powerful. I know it's effective, and I want to do more of it, but the only way I can do more of it is I have to get more time. Excuse me. And the only way I can get more time is I have to have more time. So I need to get rid of certain things that are taking up my time, and one of them definitely is just the everyday admin-style stuff of what happens in a business. I'm realizing there are a lot of things that I have to do in my company, but then there are a lot of things that I don't have to do that I can easily train people to do. And that's the back-end stuff of keeping on task for what projects are due when, what emails I need to actually see, respond to, what phone calls I need to see, respond to, all those things. There are a lot of things that I can get rid of that will get me some time back to allow me to just focus more on shooting and editing and creating my own content because, man, I know it to be effective. It's just I need to produce more of it. Uh, I want, I kind of went back and forth and maybe hiring, think about hiring a person that would just create me more content. But I think at the end of the day that where I'm at right now in my stage, I feel like I'll create the best content for myself before anyone else will. But that's only possible if I get some time back. So I just got to figure out how I can get the time back. Which right now I think is just an assistant, getting rid of some of that stuff. More and more editors. And I would love to get to a place where where I'm essentially, the only things I'm editing are like my content and passion projects. Like just projects that I take on for no money or little money just because I feel passionately about them. I feel like I would just do really well with obviously creating more and more systems for teams to execute on things. Because I think there's so many incredible cinematographers all over the world that are so good at what they do, but they just can't get work. But I think I can get work, and then I can just hire people to execute on the work really, really well. And so that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out, what what positions, what people I need to make that happen. All exciting, really exciting stuff, though. Um, Very fun year of growth. Something that's been really fun for me over the last year, especially, has been the amount of people that have reached out to me through you know, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all those places about how it's challenged them and, and, and like lit a fire for them to start vlogging or to start creating content or to start doing any of that kind of stuff. And that like pumps me up for them. And it pumps me up, but it also just always 
somewhat kind of makes me laugh because what happens is I see people so often be really inspired by something, whether it's something I say, whether it's something that someone else they follow says, and they get super inspired and like, yeah, you know what? That's it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to vlog. I'm going to create a podcast. I'm going to create content, 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 content. And then they create like two videos and three months go by and they don't create any more videos. And I'm just, I just can't seem to grasp why it is that some people find it so hard to just like stick with something. Like, I, I don't know if it's the fact that people are so, they, they need such an immediate return on things that if they don't get that, they quit. But it's funny because, like, I ran, there's a funny story. And if you're listening to this, it'd be cool for you to tell me that you're listening to this. I was walking around a mall in Northern California when I was just visiting over Thanksgiving. And in the middle of the mall and the other side of the country, someone came up to me randomly and was like, hey, you you do YouTube stuff, right? And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, I do. It's like, is, you're Scott McKenna, right? And a person knew me. And this has happened a couple times in like the most random places ever. It happened in Nebraska once. It happened in whatever, like just really weird places. So anyway, that's not the point of the story. Anyway, he said to me, you know, I'm really, I like your videos. I, I said, what do you do? He was, he was like selling or leasing cars for like rental, I, for some sort of thing in the mall with like Ferraris and whatever. And he said, oh, this is what I do right now. You know, I'm trying to trying to do video for my for a living. And he's like, you always encourage you always inspire me to like vlog or to, you know, make videos or whatever. And I'm, it's just, I'm just really busy. And so my response back immediately was, so am I. Like, I'm really busy too. And like, I think people sometimes misunderstand the idea that like, everyone's busy. If you work a full time job, you're busy. So to do something that is not for money, but it's for personal brands, things like YouTube and podcasts and Instagram content, whatever it is, it takes time. Like, and, and yeah, you're going to be busy. I own a company and have a children and have all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm really busy too. I think the difference is I'm realizing that this stuff is so important for me to create content that... I will just decide to be more busy. I will work more hours. I will wake up earlier. I will go to bed later. I will do whatever it takes to make it happen. Like there, there aren't, there's no other options. Like every, we are all busy. If you work for a living, you're busy. If you work 40 hours a week, and then your side hustle is something else. Of course, you're working a lot of hours. But you can't use the excuse, I'm busy, if you want big results. If you want to get out of the job you're in, you better work hard to make it happen. And I just always laugh when I hear the excuse being busy because, duh, we're all busy. But here's the reality. You're probably not that busy, A, because you can always find time to create some more stuff if you actually just think about what you do with your time. 
And more importantly, it's just an excuse that we all like to use so we don't actually have to create something. Yes, I left that silence in for a second so you could just take that in. You see, if you had no work whatsoever, you'd still tell me you're busy because it's an excuse to not have to actually like create something that doesn't have an immediate return. But as people, we sometimes get in this mindset that unless we get an immediate, immediate results from something, we, we, we feel like it's, it's not getting us anywhere. Like if we don't see immediate things happen, we feel like oh, I, 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 should, I need to be doing something more with my time. I'm just really busy. I challenge you in 2019 to think a little differently with why you're saying you're busy. And more importantly, fine, you're busy. So am I. But if you have huge aspirations to do huge things, you better spend a lot of time trying to make it happen. A 40-hour work week doesn't exist for someone that's trying to do big things. Now, I'm not saying you can't work 40 hours a week, and if you're working 40 hours a week, you're, you're lazy. I'm not saying that at all. If you're super happy with life, like you've got to figure it figured out. You, you have it all figured out already. You don't need to do this. You don't need to hustle. You don't need to work 40 hours a week. I mean, more than 40 hours a week. I'm talking to the people that want to do something differently than they're currently doing. They want to grow their business. They want to start their own business. They want to make YouTube videos. If you want to do it, you have time to do it. And if you say you absolutely don't have a single minute free, then cut some things out. There's probably a lot of things you're wasting time on. But I, I want 2019 to be a year where the amount of content that I pump out is just insane for the size audience that I have. And then I want it to just really challenge and encourage people to do the same thing. I want people to be fired up by seeing the content that I'm putting out so it fires you up to realize it's worth this. It's worth the hard work because this stuff works. I can't tell you enough how much work I've gotten from YouTube and from content that I pump out. It's effective. It puts your name out there as a content creator. I'm just super fired up about so many things happening. Business is really good. I'm incredibly grateful for that. But I'm also just pumped up for you to hopefully understand that like I started creating YouTube content and creating my own like personal brand stuff the same time I started my business, which was now about 20 months ago. So almost two years. And I'm starting to see big things come from it with even a small audience. And so I need you to understand just that this is such a patience game. And when you can really believe that and really grasp that, I think you'll understand more why it's so important. But here's what I think is going to happen. I think there are going to be a ton of people that over the next 
two years, continue to save myself. I need to create YouTube videos. I need to do this. I need to build my personal brand. I need to do this and to do that. And they're not going to actually do it. And then two years from now, when it's such a mandatory thing that if you have a business at all, you need to be putting out content. You're going to be so far behind the game from your competitors and people that actually are doing it that you're going to feel even more overwhelmed. Like, well, I can't start now. Everyone's doing it. So do you want to be in that position in a couple of years? Five years from now when there's some huge people in your industry creating content for themselves because they know how important it is? Do you want to be the person that's saying, ah, I really should have done that three years ago, five years ago? Or do you want to say five years from now? Bam, look at all these people now that are just starting to do it. I've been doing it for years and years. I'm just fired up, fired up about it. I hope this has had some sort of impact to you. This was a really random podcast. It got really deep, but sometimes that's what I do in these. When I don't have notes, I just dive in. I start to just talk, but man, let's do it. Make 2019 incredible. Also, tell me what you think of this podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. At Scott W. McKenna on Twitter. Scott McKenna on Instagram, YouTube, all those places. You know where to find me. Say hello. Hope you're doing fantastic.